This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, January 24th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part 10 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Thank you so much, Mona. It's just invaluable insight as we you know, continue to peel this onion back and really understand what the next steps are. Um, Pat, what did we miss? Any, any final thoughts? Well, there's one I had that, and you sort of addressed it, but this is not a U.S. problem. This is a worldwide problem. We've seen uh, transmission grids in every continent of the world. We've seen wildfires, people trying to cope with wildfires. We've seen electric vehicles start to become more popular, not as popular perhaps in California, but popular, a very high growth rate, 60% growth rates. So this is a worldwide problem. And the it's, it's infrastructure. It's often very hard to justify infrastructure. How do you justify a freeway or a bridge or a sewer? They're all justified because of the effect that others will have by leveraging that infrastructure. And I want to point out just one project, and perhaps that'll put things in in perspective. A lot of our our friends in Europe are, and have been for some time, very much invested in sustainability, use of renewables, and those kinds of things. But to have solar collectors in an area where the sun doesn't shine, or the wind doesn't blow. It's really makes you feel good, but it doesn't work. You have to go to where the sources are. So the transmission problem we're faced in the US, in other places, they face it in through multiple countries. There's a project in the Middle East called GCCIA, which is a new transmission line, a DC transmission line, which is one then designed for a lot of renewables, and it goes from Saudi Arabia down through and across and up and into Spain and Turkey. Think about that line. Turkey and Spain is where you would connect into the European grid. This now looks as the same effect of 30 years ago when they built gas pipelines into an area. You become very highly dependent. Redundancy is needed. And at the bottom line, You can't build a solar complex in an area where you can't do anything with the power. So these are very much an enabling uh, technology. And I'd like to point out, they're not standalone. There was a project done in Southern California, it's called PowerLink, that was done by, by Sempra years ago. And what they did is they built a transmission line from our Mojave Desert into the San Diego area. And this all goes with the same idea that you can generate the power from solar, you can generate it from wind, and you can use it in the cities and urban areas and industrial areas. But those don't coexist. And so we have to get the power from one to the other. And those are good examples of how the combined technology of intelligence at the edge and new smart grid are gonna work together to make this basically a a better living environment. And just one, add at the end of this is that this is massive amounts of software and i would remind everybody that software is very much a european and u.s driven project product 
So it puts us into a tremendous competitive advantage that we have the software already doing many of these things. Awesome, thank you so much, Pat. What fantastic discussion and insight. You know, I think we're just really scratching the surface here. So thank you both, Pat and Mona, for joining us and we'll look forward to continuing this uh, discussion. I can't wait to see what the next topics are. Thanks again. Thank you, thank Megan. You. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Economists at OPEC in their latest monthly market report expressed caution about the future for shale oil production growth, caution that was put on display in the latest upstream earnings reports. The economists said in their monthly report for January that total U.S. crude oil production should show an average for 2022 of 11.82 million barrels per day. Lotus Infrastructure Partners has commenced construction on the 10 West Link High Voltage Transmission Project, the company said last week. The transmission line will have an initial capacity to transmit 3,200 megawatts of renewable energy between central Arizona and southern California. The project aims to improve the reliability of the bulk system serving the two regions and facilitate new renewable and energy storage resources in the two states. Danish power developer Orsted seems to be having a busy January in regards to its U.S. renewable energy undertakings. Not only has the company announced that it will proceed with construction of a large solar farm in Texas, but it will increase its stake in a planned wind project off the New Jersey coast. The European Commission has given the green light to Denmark's $1.2 billion funding scheme for carbon capture and storage projects. The scheme will kickstart a major CCS push in Denmark and help reduce its greenhouse gas emissions by 70 percent by 2030 compared to the 1990 level. And Petrobras said in a statement last week that it reached its hydrocarbon production goals set in January last year. The energy company closed 2022 with production of 2,684 million barrels of oil equivalent per day, exceeding its goal by 3.2 percent. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.